0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of series two of the Voices from the Northeast podcast. Well, hello hello everybody and welcome back to episode three of series two from the voices of the northeast podcast now this is a lovely episode to round off our food trilogy with we've got uh, jacqueline and my dad adding their voices to neil and eleanor's and my mum's, and they're going to tell us some lovely things about the foods that many of us may have forgotten but they remember very very well So Jacqueline's going to talk us through Sunday dinners, sugar on bread, uh, which I remember my grandma giving me and my mum used to go nuts, (laughs) but also condensed milk on bread, which I don't think I'd ever come across, but many of our Facebook fans had, and several other wonderful memories that I'll let her tell you all about. There are a a couple of little technical issues. Um, BT were digging up the phone line outside my house when we recorded this one. So it took us actually five individual recordings to try and get what we have for you today. I know, I know, we go through hell just to produce this wonderful podcast for everyone to listen to. You're welcome. (laughs) No, I love it. And um, anyway, Jacqueline and I uh, got two really good cuts together. So there's a little bit of a jump in the middle that you might notice, you might not. Um, And there are a couple of pings during the first interview um, because it took that many times to get it sorted. I think Jacqueline had put the sound back on her phone and she got a couple of text messages during the interview. Do not worry. It does not distract from the wonderfulness you have to listen to. So... Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin.
1: Sunday dinner. It was made entirely on a, a fire range um, with an oven. Everything was done on that. And beef were, It's what we nearly always had on a Sunday because it was fairly cheap in those days. And my mum would sort of put the joint in the oven with loads of dripping. Ooh. And after about an hour or so, she would say, Right, if you want any dipping bread, you know, come and get some. And my dad would come and cut great big slices, thick slices of um the uncut bread from Donkin's the Baker's.
0: Oh, right, yes. I remember my granddad used to get up early on a morning to go up the main street to Duncan's and get his bread. Oh,
1: Oh, yes. Well, I can remember going for me, mum, and it was always wrapped in white tissue paper.
0: Oh, right.
1: You know, so it, it was lovely. But anyway, my dad would cut gravy thick slices and um, would dip it in the lovely juice in the dripping. Oh, and if you got some black crispy bits, oh, it was even better. It was lovely <laughs> and tasty. No. And of course, we had proper gravy as well made from the juices of the meat. And for pudding, we nearly always had a rice pudding done in the oven again, and it was cooked until the skin on the top was black and crispy. Oh, right. And we had that was carnation milk, you know, poured on the top. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah, very yeah. fattening poured. Yeah. It was it was lovely.
0: I was gonna say fattening it may be, but I bet taste it tasted
1: great. And it was it was beautiful. Now that on a Sunday night we had a fry-up as well, all the leftover vegetables. And if there was any leftover meat, it was all fried up in this great big frying pan with, again, lots of dripping. Mm -hmm. And that was cooked until it was like... Sort of like um, a thick pancake, but it was lovely and crispy and black. And if you got the burned bits, that was even better.
0: Oh, you see, people laugh at me about this, but I'm always like, leave it in the pan. I want the crispy brown oh. bits on the bottom, mate.
1: Eh? Yeah, with, they're, they're the best. They're the tastiest. They are. You know, they're all beautiful. Um, but I think a Sunday dinner was, was a favourite. Of course, I can always remember in the summer uh while my mum was cooking the dinner it would be me, my dad, me brother Paul would be playing in the backyard a game of cricket. And when the dinner was ready, my mum used to plate it up, but she always put it on the doorstep to cool down. All oh, right. You know? And um there was one day um she did that and we were playing cricket in the in the backyard, just a little backyard. <laughs> and of course the cricket bowl had gone and hit the plate, and all the so dinner was knocked all over the doster oh, what, um, what so after that we were banned from playing cricket
0: <laughs> if there was but, a meal being cooked at
1: least oh wait, wait, that's it, yes, yes, um, another one of my favorite meals when I was little, um was the the packet of yom and dried potato, I know you can get like smash and potato like that. But when I was little, you got the packets of Yeoman and oh, nice. uh, potato flakes. And oh. we would have that with some tinned hamburgers with onion and gravy, processed peas and oh. loads of tomato sauce. Oh, oh and that was, <laughs> that was beautiful as well, So healthy, <laughs> and, you know, but it was delicious, it was. Um, And if you were hungry, you you couldn't just go to the shop and get sweets or crisps or or, or biscuits. I mean, if if you ate all your dinner, you you got a biscuit. But if you didn't eat dinner, you didn't get a biscuit or anything. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted a a snack or something, um, my mom or dad would cut with another wedge of Duncan's uncut bread with loads of butter on and would have sugar on. Oh, condensed yes. Milk. You know, I, I don't know. Wait, I'm sure you've had condensed milk on, on bread or on toast when you were little. I,
0: I possibly had it when yeah. I was little. I, somebody mentioned it on Facebook the other day and I had to say, I, I couldn't work out in my head. I, I hadn't realised that condensed milk obviously is quite thick, so you can spread oh,
1: it. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, I remember, Paul, I didn't just have it on bread or toast. Mummy, my mum wasn't looking, I would get the spoon, I would go to the cupboard, and I would just dip the spoon in and eat it out to tea. Oh, it, was, it was lovely. It was lovely. Uh, my brother Paul and myself hated kippers. And every so often, the fishman from Beddows would come around in his van. And all the women would come out with their pennies on and a couple of dinner plates, and would get what they wanted, sort of fish cakes, cods whatever, but my mum always and we hated kippers because they had lots of bones in, but they still had the head zone and the tail zone.
0: Oh, I do you know, it's the smell for me. Honestly, well, the smell in the house actually makes me Yes, that is
1: well, fun. yeah. But anyway, I mean, the the kippers were enormous, but anyway, my mum put them in the frying pan and we sit down for tea. And it took us ages for me and Paul to eat them. We didn't care much for kippers anyway, but yeah, you had to eat what was in front of you. Mm-hmm. And there were so many bones in them days. They didn't come sort of boneless or anything like that. So we'd pick around the bones, trying to get to eat the fish. And my mum would say, oh, "You know, hurry up! It's getting cold, and you don't go out <laughs> to play till you've ate this up." And oh, and don't forget, eat lots of bread and butter in case you choke. On the bones. Well, of course, that put us off for a start because <laughs> really, we were frightened. Yeah, I, of God, I, ah, yes, we would we were choke to death on the bones. But it, it was the smell, though, Paul. It sort of lasted for ages afterwards. But that wasn't one of our favourite meals.
0: Yeah, I can't abide kippers. I really can't. My dad likes craster kippers. It oh, they're like different. He's yeah. got to get them, but I just can't stand kippers at all. Even Craster smoked kippers. Can't handle the
1: smell of them in the Uh-oh. house. Well, that's it. If it didn't have that smell, you know, it mm-hmm. might be a bit more tasty. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I can remember one of the favourite things my mum did make is what's called as a singing henny. Oh, right. And it's um, it's like basically a large scone filled with uh, dried fruit, and just score on top. And you brush it with egg and milk and you put loads and loads of sugar on, literally loads on. Ooh. Then my mum used to just bake it in the oven and while it was still hot and she brought it out of the oven, she would slice it and put loads and loads of butter on and the butter would melt. And it was gorgeous. But mind, it must have been about a thousand calories in each piece because <laughs> literally loads of sugar. Yeah, and in, in those days, everything was sort of fried and dripping. Mm-hmm. Um, was full creamed milk, best butter. Um, I mean, even we used to fry beans, and um, the beans, grease, and yeah. the grease that was left from maybe sausages and bacon, the, the beans would be fried in the grease, and they were delicious. <laughs> so not uh, I mean if you were sort of a healthy fanatic uh, no good eating those <laughs> Do
0: you know it's funny you, you I mean we did the interviews with Neil and my mom and it is funny I you know we talk about eating healthy and we have this assumption that we did eat healthier back then but actually in pulling these stories together it's quite funny listening to the amount of things that involved you know lashings and lashings of butter and mm-hmm. uh, cream and and, and uh, milk and and um that frying
1: like you say oh, just about everything. everything yes yes uh-huh um but i think it's sort of you used up your calories because you you didn't want to play indoors you couldn't wait to finish your tea and just go outside to play you were frightened in case you missed anything so you just never thought about calories and about eating too much because you just used the ball all the energy
0: well, you, you—I mean, adults and children. I guess you were moving a heck of a lot more and more frequent back then, would not you? So you, you probably would. It's—it's it's, oh. it's, uh, twenty years later that it becomes the bother. <laughs>
1: oh yes, yes, it, exactly, yes. But I can remember um, it wouldn't just be sort of, um, sort of me, mum, it would be like everybody's mum and, and grandma um, that had the same things to eat on the same days. Oh you yes. Yeah. During the week because I think on, on a Monday it was either like um like a fry up um or uh, sort of bacon and eggs. Tuesday it was always a pie crust. All right.
2: Steak.
1: Oh that was lovely as well. Um sort of fish fingers. Um uh, sort of they came to be used a lot when I was little as well. I used mm-hmm. to love the fish fingers. Um and just um the sausages um, from the butchers, and I mean, they were sausages as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely. But they were all cooked in the frying pan until they were nearly black. Oh,
0: yes,
1: yeah. Yes, yeah, so how. And if you didn't eat your dinner, you, you didn't get any sweets or anything like that, you had to eat your dinner. Um, mm.
0: And so was Friday the fish, dear?
1: Absolutely. Yes, Before yes. Friday, Friday fish, the yeah. fish, all... Oh, uh, where we lived was a lovely fish shop called Polly's on 2nd Avenue. And it was oh, just yes. about a two-minute walk from where we lived. So um, we didn't get any kippers or anything like that from the fishman. We got fish mm. and chips. And they were beautiful. Of course, I mean, wrapped in um, white paper and then in the newspaper. And um, we'd get a bottle of either dandelion and burdock. Or ginger beer?
0: Oh, dandelion and burdock. Do you know what? It's not something I would ever buy like a two litre bottle of or anything. But whenever you see it in like little bottles, I think the last time I had dandelion and burdock it was in one of those little um, glass bottles. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I think it was, I think it was Beamish. <laughs> um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm having one of them. I don't taste that often enough. It takes you back. Oh, years, oh
1: like- it, it does. But I think in those days, pop tasted like pop. Yeah. There again, lots of sugar in it as well.
0: Well, yes, it would have been full.
1: <laughs> the best thing about the pop, bottles of pop, is if you collected them, you could take them back to the shop. And I think, I don't know if you got a penny for each bottle you, you took back or threatens like one and a half p. All oh, you
0: know? right. yes, I've, I've heard Dad talk yeah,
1: about that. Yeah, and sometimes um, if there was a a, a few youngster's we would get like some little carrier bags and we'd go around to like people's houses, like old people who had lots yeah. of bottles of pop but didn't really want to take them along to the shop. And um, they would give with the pop bottles to take back to the shop oh, when we right. got the money. And oh, it was great. Just sprayed it on more oxo crisps Definitely. and chipmunk crisps.
0: Definitely. we yeah. we we when we, uh, When we used to go to the rugby at Newcastle, that you get these uh, plastic mugs for you know when you get a beer oh, and yes. if you take if you take it back at the end of the of the the day you got I can't remember if it was a pound or 50 pence back and the amount of kids you would see carrying you know like 20 <laughs> and 30 as many plastic as many plastic cups as they'd find in the bins and in amongst the seats okay. at the end of a rugby game to try and get some money back at the end, I always thought it was great. Like, oh,
1: entrepreneurs. Oh like, yes, yes. Start, start as young as you can. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and why not?
0: Yeah, but I think Neil mentioned Polly's uh, fish and chips in his as well because he, he he talks about cooking it on a range. Did you do that all on
1: the like oh, old range? Yes, yes. I mean, there was an art to as well, and I think our brother used to work with her as well, and he used to be always in the back. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because he i mean chipped peeled the potatoes by hand chipped them by hands everything like that but um they were beautiful oh and of course um she had a great big window in the shop and she always had a net curtain and there was a little window seal and oh if any of the beds mm-hmm. went and sat on that windowsill, oh, they were told, get off, you know, keep away. <laughs> yes, you, you didn't, you, you didn't sort of get our net's out of order. It had to be just so. But yes, that could be embarrassing. Yes, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yes.
0: And did you have any favorite? Uh, did you have any favorite puddings? I can't remember. Oh
1: yes, well, rice pudding, but main that was mm. mainly on a, um, on a Sunday. Um, Mm. jelly and custard. I mean, I think the only time we had like a pudding was really on a Sunday or if you had people coming, you know, if you had like some relatives, but that wasn't very often. It was mainly just sort of if my mom had made like an apple pie and custard, Um, Mm. you could get ice cream, but we didn't have a freezer. So if you went to the corner shop, and got a block of ice cream, they would drop it in newspaper. And then when, oh, wow. when you came home, my mum had a pantry that was quite cold, and um, she would put the ice cream still wrapped in newspaper in a dish of cold water. And that kept it quite cold until you actually came to have it for your, for your pudding. Wow. And,
0: you know,
1: and um, that's the apple pie. Um, oh, yes blackberry eve pudding when the blackberries were out oh mm. they, that was beautiful because we'd go blackberry picking down the lawn and we used to call it Oh so, yeah, down uh, lawn we, lawn. and I think it's like where the, the, the where the police station is now we would go down there and as soon as we came back we were getting a hot bath and my mum would make the eve pudding and custard oh and that was beautiful of course you were covered in scratches and that but <laughs> it didn't mind because the of puddin' was beautiful. There again, about a bag of sugar in the blackberries to sweeten them up. <laughs>
0: keep, it, keep it really healthy. Oh, really.
1: Yes, yes. Uh-huh.
0: I still... One, two, three. To this day, I cannot stomach kippers. Um, I'm entirely with Jacqueline on that, although... Her uh, problem with them was the, uh, the bones. I'm I'm not a fan of the bones either. I seem to remember kippers where I had to spend ages going through them with a fork, and I don't know if there's that much work involved in the food. I don't think I'm 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 that interested in it. Never mind. Uh, but the smell, no, nope, it gets into the wallpaper and into the carpets as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful. My my brother and everybody else in my family completely disagree and love kippers. So I'm the odd one out there. Never mind. Jacqueline has given a wonderful start to this episode, but um, to, to um, bolster it, um, I had a quick chat with my dad, and I've asked my dad to give us some of his um, favourite foods from yesteryear, and he's come back with everything from spam fritters to sugar sandwiches, and other things that he calls delicacies. <laughs> Enjoy.
2: So you want to talk a bit about food, glorious food, (laughs) yeah, right, okay. Well, coming up, being brought up in in the Northeast, um, I guess my mum and dad and and my grandma followed a fairly traditional format in terms of starting on a Sunday, we pretty much always had a, a full Sunday dinner. And it was with, uh, with beef, with pork, with lamb, sometimes with chicken as well. But there was always enough left over. And Monday was traditional fry-up day. <laughs> as, mm. as we called it, card warmed up. <laughs> but uh, it was absolutely gorgeous. And I always remember, I probably used to enjoy my Monday card warmed up more than I enjoyed sometimes Sunday dinners, even though your grandma and your uh, your great grandma were great cooks for Sunday dinners, I have to be honest. So Sunday, Monday followed the Sunday in terms of the card warm bill. But then Friday was always a fish day. So we used to have a fresh fish van used to come round uh, on a Thursday and they always used to buy the fresh fish from the van. And then Friday was always fish. And sometimes potatoes, not always with chips, but it was, you know, fish potatoes. So that was always very, fairly traditional. Now, Saturdays, if we weren't out and about doing something in the summer, most, most Saturdays we were away somewhere in the car, maybe Zingram Valley or Sea Houses or, or somewhere like that. And that would yeah. be picnic food. But if we were at home in the winters, um, Saturday tended to be... Um, Chips, beans, and egg. And the chips were my favourite. They were crinkle-cut chips. Grand Marnel had a, a proper crinkle-cutter. And as you know, I invested in one of those a few years ago because I still love crinkle-cut chips. So I always remember it was crinkle-cut chips done in the chip pan, um, beans and egg, and lashings of bread and proper butter. I just used to love that on a Saturday. And if it wasn't that... Then would have something like corned beef and potato pie, and uh, again, corn. I, you know, corned beef and potato, potato pie is a fairly traditional northeast um, delicacy, as it were. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you if you if you like them, um, usually a bit of onion in them as well, and sometimes a little bit of chopped up carrot makes it a little bit more adventurous type of thing. Uh, and you know, I actually have to say, your yeah, ma'am, does. A, just as good a corned beef and potato pie as your yeah, grandma nail did and I used to love your grandma nail so so I'm still getting fantastic corned beef and potato pie staple food in in the depths of winter the theme of corned beef follows through here because um, corned beef hot pot corned beef and potato hot pot with layers of corned beef, potato onions, a bit of carrot thrown in there and crusty dumplings on the top. And yeah, ma'am makes a fantastic corned beef and potato hotpot with lovely crusty dumplings. I'm not, you know, some people like soft dumplings. I like the crusty ones. So we, uh, that that's you know one of my favourites really. Um, if I had to have a last meal, it would be probably corned beef hotpot with crusty dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> now, one or two little delicacies. Um, when I was Uh, When your mum and I first got married, and I used to go on a Wednesday, I used to do day release from work, and I used to go to the Polytechnic University at Newcastle on every Wednesday. And I used to get the bus there and back before we got a car. So uh, your mum would go to your grandma and granddad's for, for her Wednesday evening meal, and I used to meet her there afterwards. And virtually every Wednesday night, your grandma Stella would make me a full plate of cheese and onion pie with chips and baked beans. And I used to eat that at quarter to ten at night. <laughs> 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 Every Wednesday. They'd probably not sleep afterwards, but it was gorgeous. Uh, cheese and onion pie made by a Stella, was an absolute delight. It really was. So, But then also, talking about sort of, um, oh, let's say, tea time, a lot of your readers will probably remember sugar sandwiches. A lot of people when we were kids had those. Um, so basically, it was it was lovely butter on the bread and just a spoonful of sugar tipped over at an angle and whatever stuck, stuck. And then another layer of bread on top. And it, um, it was uh, lovely sugar sandwiches. Or, if you had really sweet tooth, condensed milk. So condensed milk is quite a thick syrup. Condensed Condensed milk sandwiches... But usually, what you you happened there was once you put your sandwich together and you bit into it. There's usually some that's run out the bottom, and it was down your shirt or your trousers or whatever. So, oh, lovely. (laughs) Usually meant washing day afterwards. (laughs) So they were they were. I used to love those as well. Um, uh, The other thing is, I always remember when I was going to school and I was living at home. Going to school, your grandma always insisted we had. A cooked breakfast, especially in the winter, to go off to school. In the summer, quite often it was just cereals in the morning. Um, but in the winter, it was always a cooked breakfast, and she always then used to finish that off with a two finger Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's. I don't know how that started, but it did. So it was always a cooked breakfast, uh, and then a two finger Kit Kat uh, with a cup of tea to go off to school in the morning. Off to school on a kid. Off to school on a kid, God, absolutely. Now, I want to talk you through um, some real delicacies now. All right, go for it. Everyone will have heard of spam fritters. (laughs) Yes. Spam. spam, spam, So when I was a kid, spam fritters, what? Spam from the tin couldn't like um well about probably about a centimetre thick or just short fried in the in the uh frying pan and top, you know, turned over two or three times so they got that little bit of brownness to them were really really nice. Or sometimes your grandma would substitute um peck chopped pork fritters instead of spam fritters. So they were again they were really, really nice. I used to like those um fritters. But I'm also going to talk you through something that not many people probably had, although I have to think some of your your listeners might have had these, were porridge oat fritters.
0: <laughs> go now, ahead, go ahead. I
2: mentioned this the other day to a friend. Of mine. He's, and his initial reaction was, Ugh, porridge oat fritters. And I said, yes. When we'd had porridge oats in the morning for breakfast, if there was plenty left over, your grandma would just stick it in the fridge till the end of the day and when we came home from school sometimes before we had our main meal at night if we were feeling hungry when we got home what she would do she would just take a, a good spoonful of uh, porridge that quite thick by my then quite thick porridge oats uh, out the fridge pat it down into a, a fritter shape and sometimes she even used to cut them with a, a crinkle edge scone maker so they were a similar <laughs> shape and size and would Fry those in a little bit of oil in the frying pan, and I have to be honest with you, I haven't had those for years. But this week, I might be actually treating myself to some porridge oat fritters. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And I think I think the last thing I like to to just mention on on this show is um, when it comes to pancake day, everybody seems to have the traditional pancakes with. Uh, lemon juice and sugar, um, something sweet on it. You know, maybe there's a bit of nice sweet syrup on it, um, chocolate spread, all that sort of stuff. Well, as you know, I'm a bit different, and I, I can't remember quite how this started, but it was when I was at when I was at home before I was married, and we used to have a a lot of pancakes on pancake day. It was a big thing, you know, the big event in the year. You'd have a everyone remembers pancake day but there was one one pancake there i do remember i'd had i think i'd had a, a cup of oxo when i'd got in from school a you know, cup of oxo was was again the sort of thing people used to have oxo gravy just basically put it in a cup hot bit of hot water and very very salty but used to have that you know um some people used to put it in flasks when they went away to football matches you know flask of oxo um <laughs> I must have had a, a cup of OXO one one time. And what I did was I poured some of the OXO on top of my pancake. And I thought, wow, this is great, this. Absolutely great. So as you know to this day, I, I'm very unconventional with my pancakes. I have pancakes with oxo gravy made and about three um tablespoonfuls, three or four tablespoonfuls of OXO gravy put on the top. Basically. Soaked onto the pancake, roll the pancake up and you still have some gravy left. And you're ready for your next pancake to go straight on top of it. And I know other people that I've mentioned that to all think, Oh, so gravy, that's a bit weird. Well, maybe it is, but it actually tastes gorgeous. And all I'll say to you is, next time it's pancake day, you should all try one. You'll be surprised. <laughs> 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 oh, one last thing just remembered. So We've talked sugar sandwiches, we've talked condensed milk sandwiches. How about chocolate sandwiches? And when I was a little boy, Cadbury's used to do these, I remember them being a penny bar of thin chocolate. Very thin chocolate bars. And used used to make your own sandwich by bread and butter thin bar of one penny Cadbury's chocolate stuck between two slices of bread and you had yourself a chocolate sandwich which had a nice bit of crunch when you bit through it because it still had that little bit it was thin enough to bite through but you still got that lovely chocolate taste. But then as you got a little bit older kind of grating your own chocolate into the Sani so you could control whether you had a small amount. Well now you don't want a small amount you want a large amount of chocolate in your sandwich so you get lots and lots of grated chocolate. Uh, in your sarnies and unfortunately some does uh, fall out on your plate but what better way to eat what's come out of your sandwich than just get your teaspoon scoop it up and you've got a second dose of chocolate
0: well when my dad mentions sugar sandwiches and chocolate sandwiches in the same interview don't think i need to point out that he has a sweet tooth doer. dma dma dad well i uh i want to say thank you to again contributors to this episode jacqueline and my dad and it wraps up the trilogy of episodes about forgotten food from my mum to uh, neil and Elna, jacqueline and my dad it's it's lovely to talk about food with people and um When I first pitched doing one episode about food I had a quick chat with um, the people that have been involved and everyone firstly said oh I don't know if I've got that much to talk about food and then actually we end up with you know I think it's about an hour and a half's worth of interview that's been recorded and that's not including bits that were cut out because we talked over each other or something like that so it's fascinating once we start talking what people can remember. And I like to think that that's what the podcast is doing for for all you wonderful listeners, of which we've reached over the 500 mark now of 500 listens to the show, which is just wonderful to think that so many people are listening. And then, I hope, sharing the conversation with others. You know, the um, when we do the interviews and we talk to people, it, it, it generates more thought and more memory. And I really hope that that's what happens when you listen to the episodes at home or in your car or wherever you're listening to them. I really hope that the next person you sit down with or talk to, you bring up some of the stuff that's been in the podcast because it's reminded you of something wonderful that you want to share. I want to say thank you to everyone that is listening. I want to um, yeah, say thank you for your coming back week after week and listening. We are... Going to move only a sideways from Food Really next episode next week because it's going to be about allotments. And depending on how much content we get recorded in the interviews, it may well end up being one or two episodes as well. The other exciting thing, or it's exciting for me at least, um, about next week's episode is that as the restrictions are lifting, um, our COVID restrictions, that is about visiting gardens. I'm kind of hoping that I can go to people's gardens to do the interviews in person, um, with a bit of distance and my microphones set up uh, across the table, as it were. I think that'll add an extra dimension. But I'm going to start in my dad's allotment and go down to the shed in the greenhouse and conduct the interviews in there so that you might get an extra feel of authenticity when we're sitting talking about the food he grows and the food we eat all right ladies and gentlemen as ever thank you very much for listening thank you for sharing your memories and stay safe stay well everybody talk to you again next friday